Nedarim daftet vav, the last thing we're discussing was Mishnah at the bottom of Yudal Ramudbet, where a man said he is vowing not to sleep tomorrow, that he's over already on Baliachel Devarod, that means if he does fall asleep, he is going to be over on Baliachel, going against what he vowed. And the Gemara brought down a Braita, said if a person said, I'm vowing my eyes from sleep today, if I sleep tomorrow, Rav Yehuda said that he should not sleep today because he might sleep tomorrow. And if the Hamad Salim sleep today, we're not worried he's going to sleep tomorrow. But Rav Yehuda agrees that if a person vows his eyes from sleep tomorrow, if he sleeps today, since he made it in like some sort of condition, then he could sleep today. People are not, are not careful with uh, with conditional vows. However, when it comes to an Isur, he's prohibiting something from himself, they are careful. So the language makes a huge difference. And with that, we are starting second line in which says Tanan. So the Gemara is going to ask a question on Rav Yehuda. It says in the Mishnah, Our Mishnah said a person vows that he's going to sleep, he's going to walk, he's going to speak. He's all there. If he does any of that stuff, he's all there. On Balia Hail Devaro. So the Gemara asks the question, What are we talking about? If you want to say it as is Shani Yashen, that it means he's Osir himself from falling asleep. Is that even a vow? We learned in a Braita, it's really supposed to be Vatanya, Homer Bishvoot. There is a stringency and, and swears over vows. Swears, they could be on things that are actually here and things that are not here. Meaning, it, it, it could be on a thing, a piece of bread, it could be on an animal. Or it could be on an action someone's doing. He's, if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to, uh, I'm going to walk, sleep, etc. However, Mashen can be nidarim. Nidarim vows a person cannot uh, vow to prohibit an action on him. Vishenan sleeping sleeping is not a thing; it's an action. Ela, you have to say the Amar Konama Person is vowing his eyes, which are which is a thing, from sleeping. And the Hidush of the Mishnah would be, if a person said the word, his eyes, I vow my eyes from sleeping, then it would work. Now, and the Gemara continues trying to understand, and if he didn't give an amount of time, meaning he's just, I'm not going to sleep, but he's not going to sleep forever, then do we even let him go until he does the Isur of Baliyahil? Meaning until he's going to fall asleep, and then we hit him. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, If someone swears not to sleep for three days, that's something that is impossible. That is not humanly possible not to sleep for three days. Then Malkin Oto, we give him Makot right away because it's called a false swear. Something that's impossible to be done. Go sleep right away if he wants. So, what situation is our Mishnah talking about? So, Gemara explains, Ela, you have to say that our Mishnah is talking about, I vow my eyes from sleeping tomorrow if I sleep today. So, that's a good vow, and that makes sense. And then, okay, then he said an amount of time, and then he's over if he falls asleep, and he has to be careful not to sleep the first day. But the problem is, going back to what we learned yesterday, Ha'amad, but then we say that called Be'isurim is the heart. If someone prohibits something from himself, then he's not. Then he's going to be careful. He's not going to do it. So let him sleep today, because we know he's going to be careful tomorrow. Rather, the Gemara tries a different answer. Ela pshita, rather, it's pashu de'amar konam, ha'yom, imishan 
he's vowing his eye from sleeping today if he sleeps tomorrow. And this is what our Mishnah means when he says that if he sleeps tomorrow, he's, he's, he does the Avirah of Bal Yachel, he goes against what he said. Now, if he doesn't sleep today, like Rav Yehuda said, you know, sleep today because maybe you'll sleep tomorrow. When he sleeps tomorrow, what Bal Yachel does he have? He didn't sleep the first day. Rather, you have to explain... Bidnaim, he slept the first day when he said Konam. Bottom line is, you see that do people do sleep even though they said Konam? He'll sleep the first day and he's not worried he's going to sleep tomorrow. You see, people are careful with conditions they make. And it's a problem on Rav Yehuda who said that people are not uh, careful when it comes to conditions. Now, all this is the first answer. Rabbi Nama, Rabbi Nama gives us a different answer. You gotta leave it the way the Mishnah wrote it. That's the way we wrote it in the Mishnah. He didn't say anything about the eyes. He didn't know. So, what's the Bal Yachel? When he says it this way, you're right, Midoraita, there's nothing. However, Midrabanan, there is an Isur of Bal Yahel. And the idea is so people are careful when they make vows. So, like Mas says, Umi'ika Bal Yahel Midrabanan, is there even this concept of Bal Yahel when it's a Dirabanan? And the Gabana brings a proof. In Yasi, there is. Here's a Brahta that brings it. Things that are Mutar and other people. Uh, for some reason, the town says this is a sword. They're strict on this. It's not something that they just didn't know better. No, it's something that they knew was mutar, but they're mahmir on this. You're not allowed to be matir. You're not allowed to permit it for them in front of their face. And in, and the Beit Yosef is even mahmir that you can't even you can't even be killed by yourself on something like that. Meaning, even if you say it's not my minhag, not my minhag, not my minhag, but if it, but but if the the kahal is mahmir on this, you have to be mahmir on it also. And the idea is there has to be a reason for this homra, and you don't want people to take it lightly. Shneimar, where do we learn this from? Not to go against your word. And you see, it's all of the rabbanan, and we're and we're mahmir on it. So you see, there is this concept of loyachel on the rabbanan. So now the gemara has a question on Rabbi Tanan. We learned persons then the day before Pesach, he's upset at his wife and he says to her, let's say Konam, uh, he's vowing. You're not, you're not allowed to have any benefit from my assets until Pesach if you go to your parents from now until Sukkot. If she went before Pesach, uh, the the condition has been met, and therefore asura behanato ada pesach. She's not allowed to have any benefit until pesach, just in case she goes to her parents and sukkot. And we're trying to understand it. We're inferring like this: halcha lifnei pesach asura. If she went before pesach to her parents' house, then she's not allowed to have any benefit from him until pesach. Lo halcha. But if she didn't go to her parents' house until pesach, lo, she's not asura to have any benefit. Now this is a problem on Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that we're worried the person's not going to keep his condition 
and therefore he's not he's not allowed to do whatever the condition was already from before. And here you see she's allowed to go before, and she's, now she becomes asur later. But Amar Bi Abar Bi Abar explains no, you're understanding it wrong. Don't understand that if she didn't go, she's not asur uh, have benefit. Rather, understand it as follows: Hal Khalif Pesach. She went before a Pesach, then the condition has started, and therefore asura. And if she does have any benefit, loka, she gets a makot for having benefit from him. However, lo halcha, if she didn't go, then asura be'alma, she's just asur, because now the condition has started. And from this point forward, she's asur be'hana'ah. So this could definitely fit like a Yehuda. Well, the says, yeah, but Emma Sefa. It says if she went to her parents' house, ahara Pesach, after Pesach, then there's a bebal yachel devaro. She is over on uh, going against his words. Let's say she didn't have any benefit for him before Pesach. Meika bal yachel. Who says there's a bal yachel? She didn't have any benefit from him at the time of the isur. Ela pshita. Rather, you have to say that when she went to her parents after Pesach, she's over bal yachel. That she did have some benefit before Pesach. Alma mitane. It shows you that you're allowed to have benefit before Pesach, and this goes against Rabbi Yehuda. And Tiufta the Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara says no. You could always explain kikatane when it says the itane harizeb b'balichal devaro. You could always understand it that if they they already had a benefit, then the balichal devaro starts. And the Ran explains yes, this is a very simple din. However, they wrote it to, to explain to us what Rabbi Yehuda holds. So Rabbi Yudah answered up that one. So now we're going to bring uh, another question on Rabbi Yudah from the continuation of that Mishnah. Tonight, if a person is standing between Sukkot and Pesach, and he told his wife, um, I vow, li hag, you're not allowed of any benefit from me during uh, during until Sukkot. If you go to your parents' house until Pesach. Pesach. She went before Pesach to her parents' house. The condition started. And therefore, Asura behanato hag. She's not allowed to have any benefit from her husband until Sukkot. She's allowed to go after Pesach. Halcha. Now, what are you understanding? So, if she went before Pesach, then Asura, she's not allowed to have benefit until Sukkot. Lo Halcha, if she didn't go before Pesach, then she's not Asur to have any Hana'ah until Pesach. Meaning, this goes according to Rabbi Nana, Rabbi Uda. Rabbi Uda would get nervous and he would tell you that you're not allowed to have any benefit until after Pesach. Here you're telling, here you're telling us that she is allowed to have benefit before Pesach. We're not worried about the condition later. So Amar Rabbah explains according to Buddha, who had Na, even if uh, she didn't go still Asur, meaning she never have any benefit until Pesach. That's where Buddha would understand it. Rather, Al if she did go, Asura Veloka, she now becomes Asura until uh, Sukkot to have any benefit. And if she did have any benefit, she gets Makot. Lochav, she didn't go before Pesach, then it's Asura Ba'alma. Then uh, she ju- you know, she just Asur to have any benefit till Pesach. But there's no Makot, it's just an Isura. So the Gemara asks a question. Okay, Metive, we have a right out. It says, Kikar zo alai hayom im elech lemakom peloni lemahar. This uh, bread should be a sort to me today if I go to this place tomorrow. Achal, if he ate a loaf of bread, hareze bebalia elech, now he's not allowed to go tomorrow. 
it shows you you're allowed to eat today that piece of bread. You're allowed to have that benefit. And we're not worried you're going to break that condition tomorrow. The Gemara says, Mikatane, Ochel, does it say you're allowed to eat Lachat Chila? Achal Katane, it says it like he ate it, meaning Abdi'avad if he ate it. Dechiachal, Haredzebibal Yelech. Meaning, if you did eat it, then you're not allowed to go there tomorrow. But nowhere does it say that you're allowed to do Lachat Chila. But the Gemara continues asking. That Braita says, Halach, if he goes tomorrow, Haredzebibal Yachel Devaro. Now he goes against his word from yesterday because yesterday he ate it, and we're medayek mehalech lo that lechatchila he cannot go. Vikasha lebiuda, and this is a problem according to Yehuda. Why? Because really the Tanah shouldn't explain to us something that was asur when someone did something beisur that he already ate yesterday and now he went and he is over baliachelavarol. Explain to us something in a positive way. Give us a case, for example, where a person says. This bread is asur to me today if uh, if I go to this place tomorrow. The next day, he should, he could go there, and he's not over on Bali Yahel. And I could understand that if he would eat it yesterday, then he would be asur today. And that's a better way to understand the Buddha. Obviously, when we didn't mention it that way, then we're not trying to clarify according to Buddha because the Halakha is not like a Buddha. Would answer back, You're right, it could have also wrote Mehalech, it could have done it your way. Rather, I did a Katan Resha, since the Resha already said in a situation where a person already ate it, the Lomit Nele Ochel, the Fresha didn't say Ochel like Mehalech, Tanis Sef Halach, so the, the Sef also said Halach, and we're understanding that if you ate yesterday, you're over today on, uh, on Bali Ahel from yesterday, and I don't have to go through this whole Mehalech situation. And the Ram explains even further. If it would have wrote the word mehalech, I would have thought there was a contradiction between the Resha and the Sefa, and I would have had to say something totally else. Uh, Therefore, it was just easier to say halach. Okay, next, we learned in the Mishnah, if a person tells his wife, Uh, I vow I'm not going to be with you. Right then and there, if he's with her, he's over, he goes against his word. Now, the Gemara doesn't understand, how can a person be oser his body and his wife from Tashmish? But he is connected, he's enslaved to her from the Torah. When he signs the Ketubah, it says, that means her food, her clothing. means Tashmish, he's not allowed to take away from her. So how could your, your vow go on something you're already signed on to, something you're already enslaved to? So the Gemara explains, no, Be'omer, Tashmishech Alai. He is prohibiting the benefit, uh, the enjoyment of Tashmish on him. And he's not happy with Tashmish, and he could be osir that on himself. The Amar of Kahana said, and this is talking about a woman who doesn't want to be with her husband, and she says, Konam Tashmishi Alecha, that she's saying, she's vowing that she doesn't want to be with him. We force her, we compel her, says you have to be with them. You're already enslaved to him, you have to be with them. However, if she said, that she doesn't want to have any benefit of Tashmish from him on her, then he's not allowed to be with her. We don't feed someone something that is Asur to him. And if she's going to be with him and she's going to have any benefit, it's Asur to her and we can't do that. So you see a, a husband could do the same thing if he's osir her in a way where he's osir, not her, but he's osir the benefit on him. And that could override the ketubah. Next, Mishnah. 
If a person said, she'eni swears that he's not going to sleep, she'enim dabe, I'm not going to speak, she'enim mehalech, I'm not walking, asur, he's not allowed to sleep, speak, walk, because a person is allowed to swear on an action. Korban if a person says, korban, I'm not going to eat from you, and the thing is, that could be understood in two different ways. Number one, it's a swear, and since he didn't say the word swear, then it's not a swear. They just said, Korban, I'm not going to eat from you. That could be a swear, could not be a swear. Therefore, we're just going to say it's nothing. Or it's a Lashon of a Neder, and he's, uh, and he's trying to connect it to the Korban. But since he said, So I can understand that as a vow, that whatever I'm not going to eat from you is going to be a Korban. The rest is Mutar. So therefore, it's not an issue. Ha Korban Shochalecha. Could be he's swearing on the uh, on the life of a korban that he is going to eat from him. So maybe he didn't say anything. Lo korban lo ochalecha. It sounds like whatever I'm not going to eat from you is not going to be a korban, rather it's going to be a holim. And again, he didn't say anything, and therefore all these are mutar. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve'amen.